Welcome to the Welsh Rugby Podcast from Wales Online. Hello and welcome to the Welsh Rugby Podcast by Wales Online, brought to you by Gulliver Sports Travel. I'm Ben James and I'm joined by our rugby writers Simon Thomas and Andy Howell. Uh, we've just been at the Principality Stadium to watch Wales scrape a very narrow uh, victory over Georgia, 13-6. Uh, obviously Gatlin made 14 changes, we're making just the one change today, that's me coming in for Southcombe and... Uh, <laughs> Hopefully it's not as dire a podcast as it was a game today, because it was, well, by Matt, all standards, well, Ben, I, I hope you're a better change Just than the one Matt, Wales... Just called him Matt, Ben. I hope you're a better change than the one Gatlin's made, because they certainly didn't work. I see if you up the task of right. replacing young Southcombe. There's only one place to start, isn't there? Absolutely. And that's the end. Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> right, I think we, uh, we kind of were all there with our, you know heads being scratched and there was a sense that you'd been there before because it was quite similar to what happened in Paris isn't it let's, let's, let's talk about what happened basically we're into stoppage time in the end of today's game Will's uh, clinging on to a 13-6 uh, scoreline Georgia are pressing hard on their line there's a ruck on the line Thomas Francis comes in drives into the back of the replacement scrum half for Georgia penalty offence uh, Mathieu Ranel the French referee gets out his yellow card off you go from the penalty Georgia have been pretty much on top in the scrum most of the game. Inevitably, they're going to want to go for a, a scrum to try and get an equalising try, either a pushover try or even a penalty try to be even better. And then the logical thing in those situations when you lose your prop is that um, the, the replacement, the other tight end, which in this case was Leon Brown, would come back on. Leon Brown had left the field around about the 56-minute mark, along with Nicky Smith. Just after Wales had been shunted backwards at the scrum. Yeah, and it, they appeared to be coming off as tactical substitutions. Uh, so logically, Leon Brown would then come on, and another forward would leave the field. You'd have seven forwards, and George would be thinking, here we go. But that's when it gets a bit complicated. We see the fourth official coming onto the field, speaking to the French referee. Long debate upshot of all that is rather than either of the props coming on the props who had been in kit on the touchline we see Christian Daisy Cardiff Blues hooker comes on seeing that the Georgians say oh no we don't fancy a scrum now because it would have been because it was going to be there for uncontested scrums because you only had the one prop left on the field in Wynn Jones they kick to the corner go for one last uh, drive and attack doesn't come to anything game over Wales won and then everyone as I say is there saying well what happened there just to simplify it in terms of we've sat through the press conference afterwards. Warren Gatland has explained, given his version, explaining what's happened. Um, so has he denied any wrongdoing? He has. He's made it clear that Leon Brown, yes, was a tactical substitution, but had come off with an awareness on the management that he was cramping up a bit. Then, um, as you know, the next 20 minutes goes on, you, you stand in the touch lane, he's cramped up more. He's, I think his calves, he said his calves weren't any good. So essentially, when the question was asked, can you bring the prop back on? No, he's cramped up, he's not fit. So he wasn't fit to come back on. Why did TV coverage then show Brown and Nicky Smith posted on the touch line in a kit, not with any tracksuits on or anything? So Martin Williams in commentary said looks like you know they were ready to come back on the pitch. I suppose all you can say is that they just hadn't bothered to put the kit back on and then I we don't know who exactly asked the question to whom but through the process the message has then got to the fourth official no our two props are not fit to come back on the field. Apparently when a player is substituted yes the management which I guess would be Wales team manager Alan Phillips's yeah. responsibility 
have got to take a form off. I've some form why a player's come off. Is it for an HIA? Oh, is it tactical or not? But they've admitted that so it was... So was that filled in properly? They've admitted that it was a tactical substitution. So, so was that form or card or whatever it is, did they tick the box for tactical well, substitution? I, I so know. if that's the case, if that was the case, how come... That those boys can come back. Well, they, they, no, no, no. They confirmed that it was a tactical substitution. What it is saying is, in subsequent to him coming off as a tactical substitution, he has then cramped up to a point where he's not fit to come back on the field. Well, everybody stiffens up when they go off, don't they? I'm just telling you what the the, the coach said. Why you was your head like that for? Well, uh, you know, it's, uh, well, just. Shocked. Anyway, the bottom line is Warren Gatlin was insistent. These that, boys, that were, look, these boys are rugby players. They're not footballers. Oh, they're tough men. You're shooting the messenger now. Yeah. Gatlin's stance was clear that there was no attempt to manipulate the situation. Obviously, we go back to what happened in France when there was all that controversy. This was a role reversal, wasn't it, in France? Yeah. We were the victims. Just slightly different because the doctor was involved with the HIA, wasn't it? Yeah, HIA, but, you know, that time... Listen, if someone... Hang on a second. By the way, France were found guilty. Hang on a second. Hang on a second. Right? If if a player or, or the management... Tells the fourth official our player is unfit to come on because he's got cramp. What can what can you do though? Well, you could have held the game up and the doctor, the doctor, How the doctor you? examined the player for cramp and spoke to the player. Come well, on, you can man. make that up any time, can you? Cramp. I... Hey, Mo Farah has cramp in races and carries on. Anyway, I'm just telling you what they're explaining to you what happened and what they've said. Uh, Milton Haig. Georgian coach, um, he, he, we were Matt, you were there. He, Matt's done it again now. Um, and he, he, he was careful with his words. Um, he said, you know, there's a process for this, procedures to be looked up at the World Rugby, leave it to them. But he did say, he was asked then, um, if there had been a scrum against seven men, presumably, are you confident you'd have scored a try? He said, absolutely, not just once, absolutely twice, yeah. he said. And he said, I think Wales, I'll be careful what I say, you know, get the wording exactly right. He said, I think Wales felt that, were confident of that too. And that's why what happened happened and why they wanted to go to uncontested scrum. So he hasn't had an attack, but he's, you know, he's... That was the one time I felt the sort of, I wouldn't say facade, but he nearly dropped his guard a little bit on that front. I'm not saying, I don't think any of us are, that Wales did anything outside the rules, but maybe they'd taken them to the limit. And do you know what? Georgia were pun- actually punished for having a superior scrum. I would like to see a rule in place in this situation where a guy is not fit to come back on on the side, Neon Brown, allegedly, that then the Georgia today... Or it could have demanded Francis could have come demanded back demanded Francis stays on the, and on the field player goes and off. another player goes off a player of their choice. And you're, that was, you know, that you was spot on. They, were, they actually yeah. suffered through his sin bin. Well, they did. It would have been better if he was a sin bin. You know, I'm surprised so he didn't snatch the yellow we, card away from Have the, we uh, heard the end of this? Yes. No, because I think we'll rugby about to launch an inquiry as they did over the French farce. But what will happen on that? Because if you remember the French farce, you know, we had this after the Six Nations, massive news. Oh, when's, when's it going to come out? And then they, they slipped it under the carpet when the Lions were playing down in New Zealand. The what happened to France happened. in the end then? They had it. Uh, they got uh, sort of censured, didn't they? Or a bit yeah. slap over there. Yeah. It, 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 it was a bit of a slap on the wrist, but the you know it was slipped under the carpet. Yeah, the Lions yeah. Tour. Well, World Rugby, I thought, was an absolute disgrace. How they dealt that incident, they clearly didn't want to know about it. It took months and months for for an inquiry. Ain't the something that could have been sorted out within a, a matter of days. 
So what happens now? Is it, is it a case of saying well, well, consistency? I think they, I think, or is it yeah, a case of... Oh, well, Hager said World Rugby's going to, uh, you know, we need to look at this. They? So they, I think they'll be, uh, they'll have to, uh, they'll have to get involved. You're probably right, but I think yeah. it's, well, that, it's, it's difficult to disprove you know, the fact that a player wasn't fit. Yeah, I know, but the, the point with the point we re raised just yeah. now about uh, uh, about the, the, the player with Simbin actually remaining on the field. Yeah, that's a fair point. Well, that, yeah. that would sort this out once and for all. Maybe I'm misreading what Haig said, or um, was tapping up the blog at the same time, but when he said that, he almost sounded like it was past tense, like he was resigned to the fact that that's it. I don't think he'd be that bothered, really. Yeah. I mean, his opportunity for an historic, you know, you know draw gone. with Wales has gone. gone. You know, and hey, let's be honest. I don't think many people in that stadium would have begrudged them a draw either. No, probably not because Wales, Wales fell away badly in the second half. Where yeah. I mean, Wales that was a poor performance after if brightish start. I mean, they had chances in the first half. I think if uh, Alamemus is uh, uh, what was going to be a second try and have been disallowed for the ball uh, going forward earlier. Um, uh, uh, Wales might have run away with it and Wales also I don't know why they turned down kickable penalties in the first half like it's only Georgia it's a training exercise for us let's go through the motions boys and uh, they should have kept that scoreboard ticking made a nice gap Georgia and Ed Georgia weren't in the game for like 30 minutes their heads would have dropped and Wales could have really gone to town on them in the second half but they made hard work of it didn't they? do you know what summed that game up for me it was in the first half as well Latest on Wales lost. When I say lost the ball, the ball went loose. Reese Priest then went back to uh, recover the ball. He recovered the ball, and no Wales player was making an effort to get back to help him and get behind the ball to go again. They were walking, and that just summed it up for me. I thought a whistle had blown in, to be honest, because Priest then time stood still, still stopped, didn't yeah. he? And then the other players stopped, and I thought. Yeah. And he's right. I mean, there was a, it was a promising, bright start for twenty twenty five minutes. They were playing with good tempo and they were dominating possession. They're looking quite good. Priestland was putting some nice things together. The try that was allowed that was a lovely loop by Priestland. Yeah, but and, and, and Cuthbert should have yeah, scored when he went through. They were well, dominant. Another nice move. Yeah, yeah they, 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 they were, it was a positive first twenty five. That, that's one of their favourite. But the trouble is that. We didn't see a Welsh point then for forty minutes, and Wales second got, half they drew. Wales got Georgia. Wales got dragged into exactly the kind of game that Georgia would have wanted. It was an arm wrestle, heavily focused on the set piece. It became a real grind, a real dower, and Georgia, as a result, they were loving it. You know, they just, because let's be honest, they're a very limited oh, team. They were, I think they were far more limited than any of us expected before, and we were expecting a lot more from. When I say a lot more from Georgia, they're we honest. were expecting them to be a, a better side than they actually are. They weren't a very good they're a good, side. They got a good scrum, know. good scrum, good they're ball carrying forwards, yeah. pick and go, but they're not much more than that. You know, I don't think they're anywhere near Italy, to be honest. No, no, it's one they mentioned. Isn't it? It's just physicality. Yeah, but Wales got dragged in that game, and what worries me always with Wales is, is how quickly Wales lose confidence during games. Do you know what the thing is? We were saying before uh-huh. we came in here, yeah, this autumn is just following the autumn template, isn't it? You know, an opening defeat, then you go up against the, the, the smaller of the nations, and it's a dour, grinding game with a changed team, and we just either draw or get a really narrow win. Then you play the All Blacks, and you're brave for 65 minutes and lose by 23 points. And then you play South Africa at the end, the worst team, and get a victory. And it's always it's going the same pattern again. Yeah, apparently when Wales played uh, second tier uh, nations during the autumn campaign, the last time Wales won by more than ten points against one of those was Canada, Canada in two thousand eight, I believe. There we go. Yeah. Nine years ago when Gatlin started. Unbelievable. 
Well, to be fair, it wasn't great before Gatlin came in. You know, you had that Fiji game 2005. Yeah, I think they put 90 odd points on Japan under Mike Reddick. Was it 90 odds? I'm like, 100. Yeah. Well, yeah. What do you got to say about that? Japan. Japan. Don't forget, Japan beat South Africa at the World Cup. Well, we just sat and not watched. when Mike Rudder was in charge of Wales. <laughs> we, 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 we just sat and watched the last half hour of um, Scotland, New Zealand. Different level. Was different level. The crowd. One of the guys in the office said everyone who went to that game would want to go to another Scotland yeah. game. I mean, how many of the people would want to go back after seeing that Wales Georgia game today? I know a lot of them would have fell asleep. A lot of them didn't see the full time whistle, so you know that's the thing, isn't it? Anyway, were there any, po- was there was no point, any, any, any individual yes, positives? Yes, individual yes, positives. Yes, of course there was individual <laughs> positive. And unfortunately, we're going to be losing the bloke to Welsh rugby. Rhys Webb. What a good player Rhys Webb is. He is our best scum half by a mile. One of the best in the world. He's so composed. Controls the tempo of a game. Can see things that's going on. Knows. Probes around the breakdown, does little things, always seems to have time on a ball. He's such a good rugby player. And it's such a shame joining Toulon and under the new 60 cap rule, he won't be able to play for Wales on next season. Because I thought Ed, he was head and shoulders above anyone else on average. Yeah, he's a, great, he's a very fine rugby game. player. You know, he threatens around those fringes. He, he just reads the game well now. He's, he sets the tempo for Wales when we're playing well. Uh, it's, it's a massive blow we talked about it before I don't think there was any need for it I think they could have just said that the, the law would only apply to um, deals signed after the announcement he'd already signed his but they made a decision and we've just got to live with it now I guess yeah. and it's, it's a shame because it's a fine fine rugby player yeah I can understand why they took him off today because uh, in the second half because of, uh, they obviously keep him back for next week because I suspect He'll start against the All Blacks, but uh, on the other hand, you know, if he'd stayed on there, maybe Wales would have won that game a bit easier. Yeah. And uh, of course, he might have gone off because he used to have from a touch of ground. Who knows? The other players I've mentioned, I think Hallam Amos again. He scored a very yeah. fine try against Australia. Um, scored again today. Went over a second time, showing his gas down the wing in front of us. Very good finisher. And it was obviously turned down because of Nick, Nicky Smith's strip went forward. I think you know every time he touched the ball, he looked a bit a threat in danger. He's got pace. I think whoa, there's a, whoa, 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 whoa. I think he whoa. has got pace. No, no, again, not against the old black anyway, teams. What I'm saying is, I think when Chief it comes to, when it comes to picking the back three to face the, the old blacks, I think he has made a very strong case to be in that side. And there's the added caveat Liam now Williams, we learnt, that we learned today that Liam William he came off, his son came off, and Warren Gatlin says he's hobbling around the place. So we, we wait and see. It might be a, a force change there anyway. But I think there's a strong case for Halliday must be in starting well, you, back three. You could end up with Amos and uh, and uh, Steph if Liam is injured and Steph Emmons both start in. On the other hand, Alex Cuthbert today, he went for game for Alex. Uh, mixed uh, mixed bag. Nearly yeah, scored a try. Should probably have scored. It was a scrum half going underneath him. Stopped him. Lovely move. Uh, look for work. Ro- you know, he didn't shirk at all. Roamed the field. Got her involved. But there was another time when he uh, chased the cross kick. He was mi- miles offside and he carried on chasing it. <laughs> and you know what? I wonder if he knew the rules at that stage. And then a few minutes later, he was actually in front from another uh, kick through, and the rest shouted. And when he kid in, when he kid in, so he stopped. And the ball, George got the ball. Remember, they broke away and he scored. He got back and mined the ball. Yeah. He'd, uh, he'd also been outside in that movement, but he did well then. I, yeah, thought, I, I thing, thought he was all right. Yeah, the thing you've got to say about him, you know, Cathy, he's taken a heck of a lot of stick and flack from the keyboard warriors over the yeah. last years, a couple of years. 
and it'd be easy for that someone in that situation to hide and just stay in the wing and he doesn't well, he's a trier he's a trier he constantly looks for work he's always looking to take that line off the outside half it, it was a really nice move actually that he nearly scored from I think it was it's, cross it's down to cross off the line out there was uh, I think it was Liam Williams was uh, coming on the deck it was a really nice move and uh, I thought that uh, he tried hard the other guy we've got to mention of course is the official man of the match Dan Lidiet skipper for the day now, um, in many ways, because it became such an arm wrestle and Wales ended up losing their attacking momentum, it became, on the way, a perfect game for Dan to show his strength, which are always, as we know, you know, he's one of the finest back row defenders in world rugby. And he put in I think, 24 tackles today. And what was, what was noticeable for me was that a, major, a lot of his tackles were game line winning tackles where he was driving people back off the ball. I thought again he showed what he does offer in that sense, and let's be honest, you know, Wales are going to have to defend very, very well against the All Blacks. So I personally think that Lidget will now be uh, probably just ahead of Steve, of Aaron Shingler rather in the blindside berth queue. What do you think, Ant? No, I think Shingler will still be. I think look, he made no starts today, but yeah, we're only playing Georgia, and uh, Shingler I thought was pretty decent last week. He was the source of a lot of possession at the line out and uh, Wales might require that uh, against the All Blacks. He also did his uh, tackling and he's, uh, he's better on the ball and uh, more yeah, more athletic. We'll wait to see what happens. Yeah, exactly, we will wait to see what happens. I suppose the big selection issue coming into from, from last week is outside centre. You'd imagine Owen Williams keeps his place at 12. Well, it's, I think today he didn't play today, but today confirmed that he's got to play at number 12, hasn't it? Neither centre today really put their hand up, did they? Not really. I thought Scott Williams was all right in that first half. Fired a ball and showed he can pass. And that, but where Wales struggle, in a sense, is Wales go on the pitch. They obviously got a tactic in mind, which is to get the ball wide. Yeah. And they, they don't. I don't think they deviate enough from that tactic. And again, they don't mix it enough. Uh, up enough they didn't go up the middle enough they didn't test the That's Georgian the, the centres it was, Georgia it was, were hopelessly short of pace as well in their back they had, the a, they had a two on one didn't they I think it was basically it was Liam Williams and Hal Amos against the Georgian right winger and you know all you, all you do is you either go through the hands and then you know if that Georgian winger drifts to Amos Liam scores otherwise you just lift the pass mm. and there's an obsession in this Welsh team just to go for the mispass and he just went straight out to, to the touchline and then suddenly Hal Amos is up against two defenders because he's got the winger there On a and the touchline. Hmm. Uh, it, it is what you're saying. It, it's just like we're, we're looking to go from touchline to touchline. Almost too, everyone's, almost everyone's, too everyone's looking sideways. No one's really looking forward. No, there was never any straight runners. But it's funny because you, you, you know, we, we've always said and for a long period now that the Gatlin game plan is to go wide, 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 come back, wide, wide, yeah. wide, go back, you know, and, and use the full width of the pitch and go one direction to another. And yet, you know, we can see it today. There, there was missed passes that really, if it had been the All Blacks, it had been basing passing and it had been a try. But then, to be honest, in the, in the post match press conference, Gatlin said there were too many missed passes and we needed to be a bit more direct. So, bring back Jamie Roberts. <laughs> what you got to say about that? <laughs> what, I've got to, what I've got to say about that is that probably won't happen against New Zealand. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm guessing we probably will go Owen Williams, Scott Williams. I mean, the loss of Jonathan yeah. Davis is, is obviously a massive thing, really. And uh, I suppose it's slightly difficult to sort of really make a huge judgment on the attacking game because there was a huge, a large chunk of that game where we were on the back foot because the scrum was snowing. The scrum got 
absolutely butchered, you know, and certainly until the changes to the, uh, the front row. Um, so I mean, the other one that's been interesting to me, what did you what did you think now about the fly-off situation? Because I thought there were a lot of positives from Priestland in the first 20, 25 minutes. Perhaps lost his way as Wales lost his way, but do you think he's mounted a, ball, ball do you think he's a, mounted a, a, a challenge to Dan yeah, Bigger? Yeah, I think he has. I thought he was uh, he was uh, decent, but, uh, but again, Wales only scored one try in the game. Yeah, I thought he was decent, and uh, I thought his restarts were excellent. They were right on the uh, money. I thought he played well. For Lovely loop for the try. Look, I will say, though, mine, they were, again, it was Georgia, and their defence was quite passive. Their line speed wasn't very good, so there was a bit of room uh, to manoeuvre. But Priestland is such a good, he is a really good rugby player, isn't he? You know, the question marks over him in the past has been his, uh, his temperament and confidence. But I thought I thought he mounted a campaign, a good... good um, a strongish case today, but I'd, I'd be surprised if he uh, if bigger doesn't start. Yeah. Do we think he would work better with Owen Williams as a ten twelve? This, this is what we don't know, does it? We don't know because he hasn't played with him. Um, so you know, I think it, it'd be difficult to start with Priestland and Owen Williams against um, as a combination against New Zealand against New Zealand because they haven't been tried. At least uh, bigger yeah. and Owen Williams have had a game under their uh, belt. And it's how you work as a combination, isn't it? I, I mean, I, I expect to go back to, to bigger in you know, Williams 10-12 with probably Scott Williams. Mm. I mean, if you look at the mm. team now, you, the, the pack, pretty, I think it's like Rob. You, you're looking at Rob Evans, Ken, Ken Owens and Thomas Francis because yeah. we heard today that Samson Lee is still, still struggling, struggling sadly with his Achilles. Second row, Ball and, Ball and Alan, Alan Wynn. Back row, the, the message today was they're hopeful that Tipperick um, will be fit. So you probably go Faletau, Tipperick. I think they'll go Lidget. You think they'll go Shingler. Mm. Halfbacks then Webb bigger. Centres the two Williamses. Back three is, is hinging on the fitness of Liam. I think if Liam's fit, you have Liam Halfpenny and then is either Amos or Steph Evans and probably slightly edging towards Amos. Uh, poor, I don't know. Well, I think Steph Evans on, might get yeah, a, a uh, because he, he did limp off. He had a knock to the knee. Knock to the knee. Okay. Yeah. Expect him to be available. Yeah. Uh, it'd be interesting one because uh, it could come down to why you said it. Why if Lydia's in a team, be for defence, is Amos a better defender than uh, than Steph Evans? That's the thing. Do you know what I'm gonna throw? A, well, I'm gonna throw. Do you remember, a, do you remember a, the last time Hallam Amos played the All Blacks? That's what I said about his lack of his pace yeah. when he got the run round off Ben Smith, uh, Israel Dagger, and the boys. Um, that's what. Do you remember the curveball I could throw? Oh, Googly, I'm gonna throw into this one now. Where I would like to see Hallam Amos playing for Wales. Outside centre. Oh, you said it, Ben. You said it. Outside centre. Alongside uh, tip brick and inside centre. Well, Tipperish can play oh, anyway in the back. Just referring to a former suggestion yeah, of yours. As one of Wales' greatest captains, Ryan Jones, Ryan Jones has said, and Martin Williams. Who, you, who did Martin Williams' book? Who was his ghostwriter? It was me. Yes, it was you. <laughs> one of Wales' most skillful, great players. They also say that uh, Tipperish could play with you anyway not, in the team. You can't throw Hallam Amos in outside centre against the All Blacks. I know, I'm not saying for this game, <laughs> but I think you know, I would like to see the Dragons train but. Uh, Outside centre. He's, ne- he's never played the test level at 13, apart from... No, I've never no, seen no, him no. play anywhere at he 13. He says he's played school by... Oh, well, that's fine then, isn't it? Monmouth yeah, school. He did, you know, he did, he did play off the bench. You're multitasking at these days, players, aren't they? The numbers are almost irrelevant on their backs. I suppose the only time was Australia last year, wasn't it? Where did Tanner and Maga start off for the All Blacks? What oh, position? On the wing. Oh, there we are. Right. Open side flanker, was it? Huh? On the wing. <laughs> move on, <laughs> move on, huh? move on. Right, yeah, so... You know, let's just... Let's uh, just one other thing, not about that, but... One other thing we need to take into account when we say, oh, Wales won't make many changes from Australia and all. 
there's Austra- England ran away uh, with a game against Australia today. He did. It was a hit, you know, it was a hefty defeat turned out for the uh, for the Aussie. So what does that say about Wales's performance last? I mean, I, I didn't see much. Of that. I, I was watching it in the press room in the um, Principality Stadium, and it was thirteen six at one point. And Australia looked like they'd scored a try, which would have brought it level. And I was turned down. It seems like the game ran away from them. It does yeah. sound like Mr. Check, eh? Check your friend, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> you, you had a few. Was, yeah. yeah, it didn't seem yeah. like he was too enamoured with some uh, of the decision making. I, I, I must say, I've seen uh, Michael implode <laughs> on quite a few occasions, and today, <laughs> and today was another. Do you remember uh, the time it was okay. the uh, the old the the old Millennium Stadium I mean, it was Leinster against the Cardiff Blues they were playing um, actually playing a, a league match at the stadium in that period and check I was up in the uh, one of the, the hospitality boxes and then the Blues uh, scored a, a try about five minutes from time which uh, won them the, confirmed their victory and all we saw was check I pulling the blinds on the window of the hospitality box not to be seen again in complete disgust <laughs> fury the other one was the European Challenge uh, final at Cardiff City uh, Stadium when he was coach of Stade Francais against Harley Quinns and uh, there was a scrum on it Stade, Stade scrum was on top demolishing Harley Quinns all he needed was a penalty kick it win the match and Mr George Clancy that famous <laughs> Irish referee penalised Stad when he was going forward and right the knots Sergio Perezzi went nuts and he was the captain and all that after my post-match uh, press conference Checker come in and I was with one of the Irish uh, journalists and uh, we both nodded our heads and we said watch the uh, the final be mounting by the second as every t- as uh, each word comes out of Checker's uh, uh, mouth and sure enough there's a massive attack on the referees he ended up getting charged by uh, by the powers of the ERC and was slapped with a big fine but uh, oh, it, was, uh, it was great stuff because he can't help himself no well you mentioned Sergio Parise there and I suppose this is the final point I want to make on the Georgia game uh, our colleague Delney just mentioned it in there and he's mentioned it in a piece he's done tonight is, is that Wales lack leadership especially in the pack uh, and when they get into ruts which let's be fair they, they have done pretty much every year against these tier 2 teams they, there's no one who can pull them out of it and go come on boys you know let's just let's just get the intensity up 5-10% yeah. and just I think away. it was a slightly difficult one today because whatever you could say as a captain if you're getting mullered like that at the scrum it's very difficult to mount any kind of game plan it's questionable whether they should maybe have made the script, the prop changes slightly sooner because there were three in that second third quarter of the game it was becoming real one-way traffic in the tight and it was hard work you know, we were talking well, we before said, didn't we? we said uh, Leon Brown up against the Georgian I think he played in the under-20s World Cup they're a powerful powerful scrimmage nation the Georgians and it was you know it was a big ask for Leon did his absolute well, best in progress and he's just 21 Again, it comes back to the fact you got you know the injury to Samson Lee has left us a bit sh- short in that uh, tight end position. Really, I remember isn't it? Uh, we turned to each other when I think it was the first scrum Thomas Francis had, and it was by no means a great scrum, but all, it was just a solid, solid platform. Yeah. Yeah. And suddenly yeah, Wales, but, Wales had front yeah, foot ball, yeah. and they went. But even at the end of the game, I mean, even at the end, man, before he got Simbin, he could have been Simbin just before it for a scrummage in offence. There was the yeah, one. Uh, you know, it just showed you what yeah. a difference it made. Yeah, I know. But Wales, even then, yeah, okay, did right a, a couple of scrums, but there were times they were under massive pressure, and maybe Georgia could have earlier been awarded a penalty try, and uh, France could have been bin for his scrummage in um, uh, for scrummage in offence. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree with that to be honest. Mm. Under the under the steps, that was. Yeah, I, I guess on the leadership front, you know, it was a case of. Actually, the man Wales needed today was uh, Alan Wynne-Jones on there in the second half to uh, yeah. 
to uh, you know he's quite a he's quite an inspirational captain. Maybe he could have put, pulled it wrong. Though Simon's made a valid point that sometimes you under the pump how much scrum's hard. Once you're in that right, it's hard to get out of it. Yeah. Right then. So it's 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 the age old burning question: How can we beat the All Blacks next week? Well, you could take a leaf of what Scotland did today. Well, that was tremendous, wasn't it? We watched the end of it there. Hoggy Stewart Hogg was away. We thought, "Is it? You're going to beat the All Blacks?" But then the Bowden Barrett comes across. Just covers it and the chance is gone. Well, basically, what's going to happen if you play against the All Blacks? You've got to be absolutely the top of your game. You've got to hope that they're a little bit off colour. You've got to take every single chance it comes. You've got to have the game of your life every time. But we've said this how many times, and But you said they were there for the uh, beat, yeah, didn't yeah. you? Uh, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure Steve Anton, because he tends to read every word on Wales <laughs> Online when it comes when it's about the All Blacks, pulled me up many times in the uh, past. But what I've written about him. Good friend of yours, and, isn't he? Uh, yes, he's a good lad, or Steve. He's a man who won in the trenches <laughs> alongside you. I'm sure he'll listen to the podcast this week. And I'm going to say to you now, Steve, your boys are there for the taking. Oh! oh, 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 oh. <laughs> do, do you know what? Basically, who buy though? Who buy? Not by us. Sure. Oh, don't be so pessimistic. They're there for the taking for the simple reason. They've had such a tough year. They've had three tests against the Lions. And Simon's been on It was on the Lions tour. I've been on ice tour. You were over there gallivanting around as a spectator, Ben, having the time of your young life. And it is the Lions is such a mental challenge for for the Lions themselves and for the host nation. They build up for that because it's every twelve years, isn't it? It's a right one off. It's like an Olymp- it's almost like the Olympics. And um, so I think I think mentally they are shattered. Is They're the, the most shattered of the Sun Hemisphere nation. So it's a good time to play them. But what they showed against Scotland today, they were on the rack. Scotland just got to try. All backs down to fourteen men. What are they going to score, do? Go and score. Twenty minutes at the end is with down to fourteen men, didn't they? This yeah. is their last game of the year now. Are they going to be? And, yeah, and they're going to be fired up because they it's will. Gatland. They will want to put Gatland back in his box. For the after the Lions, for the Lions drawing that series, this one all the decider finish on a controversial yeah, unfinished no, business, isn't it? Unfinished yeah. business, final match. They'll want to go out with a bang. I, as Graham Henry used to say, that you would have thought the uh, that you would suspect the All Blacks this week will be in bad wire, and they'll be right up for next weekend. And our Wales have, uh, uh, forget most of the Wales players who uh, played today, apart from the likes of Webb and Liam and that, about playing next week. But Wales are going to have to perform far better than they did. Than they did against Australia to have any any chance against the All Blacks. I listened to the post match interview Hanson gave with the BBC, and he was asked the question, you know, we're going up against Warren Gatlin. He immediately said, "I'm not going up against Warren Gatlin or against Wales, but there's only going to be one agenda this week. It's going to be those two personalities." Okay. After everything had happened in the Alliance, there was great knockabout stuff. And yeah, I can't wait for old uh, Mr. Hanson to arrive in town. He's always good value, always good fun, always like his banter with you, and. Yes, he does. He yes. likes his banter with you, and uh, he will want to end the year on a high note. And he will see no better way of doing that than against Mr. Gatland. It's going to be an interesting week, isn't it? So yeah, before well, we, uh, yes, yeah, so Wales are competitive against them all. Yeah. yeah. Uh, on that point, uh, we'll get your predictions. Uh, all Blacks will win easy. Thirty forty points. Well, then thirty forty points difference. Well, I think they'll score. I think they'll score in excess of thirty points. The All Blacks. Right. Any advance on what Wales will get? Wales will have got many against them. Right, great. That's uh, that's that's one for the uh, um, optimism. I would have thought All Blacks to win by nine or ten points. You think mm-hmm. they'll stick in sixty minutes and then I think sort of? Yeah, I think. I mean, that, that would be 
probably the best I could hope for, yeah, to be honest. They're a good side, aren't they? They're a really yeah, good side. Yeah, I, I, Hang on. Graham Price, prop legend, Wales on Sunday columnist, Wales online columnist. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, so, um, no, I've got the wrong bloke there. Our other columnist, <laughs> Barry. Barry, that's a man. Barry John, a man who beat the All Blacks. Slightly, the Lions. Di- slightly yeah. different yeah, shapes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did both their columns, so I can't remember which one. But anyway, Barry, Barry, you were the man who downed the Lions uh, for the Lions, down the All Blacks, only time in history, back in 1971. Yeah. Barry said today, in New Zealand, they will look back on this year as being dreadful year in their history. Because uh, he, when he said the last year, he includes Ireland, which was about 13 months ago. He said they've lost to Ireland, recently lost to Australia, and they could only manage a drawn series with the Lions. So he said that is unacceptable by New Zealand's uh, standards. Pushed hard by uh, Scotland. Yeah, pushed hard by uh, yeah, pushed hard by Scotland, and they've been pushed in a few other games as well. South Africa, you know, could have beaten them in uh, Cape Town, I think it was. So what you're saying is they won't, they all want to end. The year. Yeah, well, what, what I'm saying is maybe though the All Blacks, this All Blacks team is not good. It's rebuilding from the last World Cup still, and it's not as good perhaps as uh, as some people have uh, um, think it's cracked up to be. And um, and maybe it's because they haven't played England. You see, maybe it's because the rest of the rugby world is a bit of a muchness. There's not a lot between your New Zealand's, your uh, not your New Zealand's, your Australia's, your South Africa, Ireland. I would say in the pecking order at the moment, the top three teams in the world are uh, England. Followed by New Zealand and Ireland. Do you think England would beat New Zealand? Yes. If they play? <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> that answers that one. It's a shame they're not playing. It's a shame they're not playing, isn't it? Absolutely. New Zealand, are they, New Zealand are hanging on. They're that tired, I think, mentally and perhaps physically. They're hanging on by their fingernails. You know, Wales, what do Wales say every time they go and talk to the Southern Hemisphere? Oh, we've had a long season, we're tired. I think we'll end it there. I think we'll. Uh, he's been on fire tonight. He has been he? on absolute fire. Um, it's going to be an interesting. You know what, week. Can we can we is get this that? Be, is this beat reviews? Can we get that? That little sound bite, um, you, Steve Hansen. You, you're there for the taking. Can we get that as a ringtone now? <laughs> oh, most, most definitely. Yeah. Well, yeah. There we go. It's going to be an interesting week. That's for certain. Uh, you can catch all uh, the latest news, updates, and build up to the All Blacks game on Wales Online. Uh, in terms of the podcast next week I think we're getting the first string back probably aren't we much like Wales so South can probably be sat here uh, Ben I'm not sure you've got to go on you're only as good as your last gig go select and, on form and you got to select on form so uh, yeah. you know you, you could get the nod next week toss a coin for it on Friday uh, that's all for today cheers thank you